blesses, punting masses, welcome, welcome. Round three of the AFL is done and completed. We got a bit to get through before we get to the results, before we get to the fantasy football, the golden mop for the most overrated player of 2022, and the TV ratings. First off, last week end, and we'll start with last Wednesday actually, because the Shane Ward Memorial ratings came out, and according to, well, we can't give you the world figures because there really officially is none, but they claim that one more than one billion people watched the event, which would be interesting because Australia's ratings were just over 1.2 million, which is quite frankly less than it's just uh, less than six hundred thousand more than what the ratings for Maths got for Sunday night alone on one channel. Two channels can only give you one point two million and one point one four for the one channel last night for Maths. I call that a ratings flop. Also, I would call a flop is people on social media complaining that Sam Newman was there, even though Sam Newman is probably one of the biggest idiots on TV, that he's not there anymore. Uh, He regularly appears on Andrew Bogut's podcast, Say No More, with Dane Swan, of course. And uh, people were complaining that why is a misogynist like Sam Newman on my TV screen during the memorial Friends, you're watching a memorial of a misogynist. Shane Warne was absolutely a complete pig to women right throughout his career and uh, after his career. And uh, to say that you're watching and complaining about one misogynist on TV when 1.2 million people in this country and a billion around the world is watching a memorial service of a misogynist, go figure. Uh, Absolutely unbelievable. 3AW of dumping Thursday night football. Yes, Thursday night football has become a failure. It doesn't work. The innovation does not work in this country. They're trying to take off uh, America's broadcasts of Thursday night football. Three rounds in and 3AW dumped the last match between Western Bulldogs and Sydney in favour of Dennis Walter at Knights. It's not rating that very well. Uh, in this country at all. In fact, the Bulldogs have had a Wednesday night and two Thursday night games for probably an average of 600,000 people across two platforms. That would be Foxtel and Free to Air. So across two platforms, and they're standalone platforms, mind you, the ratings aren't really doing too flash for Thursday night football. It doesn't work in this country. Okay, great. It's not an original idea and it took off in America and it kind of works depending on what games they put on. But uh, in this country, Thursday night football does not work. The masses have spoken. In fact, we're going to get to the ratings of the Bulldogs Sydney game later on to tell you why it doesn't work. Friday night double header with social media complaints. Now, the Friday night double header was basically sprung upon us. Last I knew it was going to be Port Adelaide and Adelaide for the Friday night game, which would have been an absolute ball fest considering it was the showdown coming from South Australia, this part of the world. Who cares? 
Who cares even more when both teams were zero and two, sitting on the bottom half of the ladder? Uh, and then suddenly we found out that Melbourne and Essendon played an hour beforehand. And that was bad uh, PR from the AFL. No one knew anything about that, really. And so there was a lot of complaints and whines in the end because, of course, naturally you're going to get the yes, Melbourne and the Essendon game was not exactly setting the house on fire until probably Essendon hit the front, but then Melbourne drew away in the end by five goals. But the shock was Adelaide beating Port by on the last kick, but mind you, they kicked as straight as a die, something like 15 goals six, which is a change for Adelaide in itself to kick that and force Port Adelaide to zero and three and Ken Hinckley's job completely on the line over there. But the schedule was made because the women's AFLW grand final was supposed to be on the next day at the MCG, but that was pushed back. Uh, one rule for one, not for the other, uh, due to uh, Collingwood's inability, inability to field a side two weeks ago. So the grand final is on next week. We have a double header apparently in round five. I'm not sure why that is on Friday night. And we have a double header on round eight. Now, I believe the double header for Friday night on round eight is because it's Mother's Day on the Sunday and people are whinging why there's a double header on a Friday night. Well, it's Mother's Day on the Sunday and Mother's Day does not rate at all uh, on TV in the past. Never has, never will. Okay, so uh, people obviously are disrespecting the AFLW game, considering all the people sit on there and disrespect the people who disrespect the AFLW product, which the product, quite frankly, is unwatchable. Okay, many people have also said, and we're going to get to this game later on as well, about Collingwood's nine-goal third term and then kicking one point in the last quarter to lose to a barnstorming Geelong. Many people have gone on social media and said that the young Collingwood brigade just wore out. No, they didn't wear out. And I'll tell you what it is. Arrogance. Sheer, absolute arrogance by a magpie side. Jack Ginnivan is leading that arrogance. Six touches is all the dude got, and he wants to get his platinum blonde hair on television by trying to ruffle uh, the tribute player, Joel Selwood, who, of course, is captaining Geelong for 227 games in a row, breaking the all-time record held by Stephen Kernahan of Carlton of 226. So he wanted to get his head on TV, his platinum blonde head on TV. Thought he'd try and annoy uh, uh, Joel Selwood. Got his head driven into the grass at the MCG for his trouble by Atkins. And of course, Atkins only got a $1,000 fine. Good. If you want to start the shit, uh, then you better learn to bring bring the shit with you. Many people complaining that the media and uh, people are picking on him because he's 19 years old, mate. Seriously, it goes from back in the day. If you want to be that 19-year-old and you want to stand in the back amongst 18 people and try and throw shots, you better learn to, uh, to take those shots. The guy is an absolute idiot, a fool, and an absolute moron. Probably spends more time on his GoPro, his Instagram, and his phone than he does actually with uh, playing footy. Quite in fact that I probably just rate him as the most overrated player 
just by default, by the fact he doesn't even touch the ball to make enough mistakes uh, during his game, and he doesn't even rate at all, even as an overrated player. He's just trash. In fact, that new hairdo makes him look like Bob Catter. That's what it looks like if you haven't seen it. Compare his hairdo to Bob Catter. The other dumb thing, though, and this comes as a, a plus, I think, for Collingwood, if you want to call it a plus. Now, when I say it's a plus, I'm defending Jordan Dugowie here for that one match suspension he got for, I don't know, how would you describe it? The tackle that he gave to, to Patrick Dangerfield, that Patrick Dangerfield added the mayonnaise onto, and, of course, Dugowie got suspended. Now, John Ralph brought this up, and John Ralph was a serial media MRO pest, so to speak. So this was completely trial by media, considering it was a Saturday night free-to-wear game. It was completely trial by media. Yes, there was two actions in that tackle. I've watched the tackle over and over and over. There was two actions in that tackle. The first action, Dugowie spins Dangerfield around. Dangerfield decides to try and fight the tackle and stand upright. And, of course, there has to be a second action. If you want to stand upright in the spinning tackle... There has to be a second action. And the second action was that he put him into the ground as you do eight days a week in footy. You put him in the ground. Well, Patrick Dangerfield has realised he's going to be thrown in the ground. He's flopped in the tackle. Flopped in the tackle. Deliberately uh, put himself into the ground. Umpire gave him a free kick. He was up um, like a soccer player taking a penalty, really, so to speak. Well acted. The mayonnaise was laid on for sure. Uh, if anything, he should get a he should get a fine for staging, Dangerfield, and and I'd be quite aggrieved if uh, Collingwood didn't decide to appeal that and he got off and he played next week against the Bulldogs and so with the better half because Dugowie's in her dream team fantasy football team and we're we're struggling to get enough players as it is the way the system is at the moment. So Dugowie should not have even been suspended. James, we got two idiots talking about COVID. Saturday afternoon, James Brayshaw went on another spiel about how unfair it is for West Coast to field nobody. West Coast have made 23 changes in the last two weeks to their team. We're going to get to that result later on and tell you how bad it was against Fremantle. Turned around, he said that West Coast should have had a COVID party in January so it wouldn't have solved these problems. One, that is one of the most stupidest things you could say because considering he's been a serial COVID idiot all the way through this thing for the last two years. Two, uh, would have been hefty fines all over the media because it was still illegal in Western Australia. That's Mark McGowan's fault, and that's why West Coast and, to a smaller extent, Fremantle are in this mess in the first place because for nearly 800 days, McGowan screwed up. He absolutely screwed up on the, uh, the COVID front over in Western Australia. The second was Damien Hardwick, who's pleading for the contact rule of seven days isolation to be dropped completely. Yes, he's going to go against medical advice because the business advice, I don't know whether we still have the same business advice in this country as the Americans, but the American CDC made it five days based on business advice. That was what they're saying. No medical thing, business advice. This is a medical thing. And I will tell you this fact to James Brayshaw and Damien Hardwick, and that is this. One stupid post or podcast 
of COVID misinformation was responsible and and it's been uh, university proven from the University of Berkeley in California. One stupid misinformation of COVID podcast or a post on social media is responsible for 800 deaths. So James Brayshaw and Damien Hardwick, you want to go preach your bullshit? Go ahead. You could be responsible for a few hundred deaths. Uh, but of course, what would he care? Because James Brayshaw's North Melbourne aren't going to win. A, they're going to kill a lot of careers. And Richmond is on the downslide anyway. Oh, before I go on to anything else in regards to football, let's do a U-turn. The election is coming up in this country next month. There's been a little bit of a turn. Just hang on while I take a sip of coffee. Five-point swing to the Liberal National Coalition in the polls and a two-point swing to the preferred Prime Minister to Scott Morrison after last week's budget. And that was rather predictable because uh, all talk, do nothing, uh, Labor Party candidate Anthony Albanese, his budget reply was absolutely poor, still not announcing anything, and he's going to go to tried and true but failed. That's what he's going to do, the tried and true and failed. The most important tried and true and failed he's going to do is he's going to open up the bottomless pit at TAFE again, uh, which caused irreparable damage to this state in Victoria. So he's going to open that up. He's got absolutely no idea. He's going to go the nationalist path, which is typical uh, left-wing ideology, mind you. Manufacturing in Australia. Everything's going to be in Australia. Nothing from overseas. I'd like to see what he's going to do about that. But uh, quite frankly, okay, we're getting uh, petrols dropped by 20-odd cents thanks to... Scott Morrison and Anthony Albanese support of the Ukrainian Azov Nazis over in Ukraine. Uh, Cost of living has gone up in part due to the support of the Ukrainian Azov Nazis in Ukraine. And it's going to cost $10 billion for six months to fix that problem for us. Okay, many people say that's an election strategy. No, it's not. Damage. $10 billion in damage caused by the support of a puppet government put in by Barack Obama and Joe Biden in 2014, who have killed and murdered thousands of their own people over there in Ukraine. I believe 60 Minutes has got some guy over there on the ground reporting uh, inside Ukraine. I saw a snippet of it last night while watching maths. Let me tell you right now, if it was Don Lemon or Anderson Cooper, they wouldn't even get near the place. You want to look it up? Go and look it up and see what they do in there. But if you want a solution to the housing crisis, now a housing crisis is the big issue in this country, and if you want a solution to the housing crisis, I've got one for you. Now, it uses some brain, grey matter people. Get ready to use it. Renting a house, and we all know across the world, Renting a house is much more expensive than buying one and paying back a mortgage. We all know that. So here's a solution. For all the renters out there, and I mean the qualified renters, I don't mean the the renters who sit there and want to bludge. You know what the ones I'm talking about. Play video games all day, smoke weed all day, drink alcohol all day. No, not those people. Uh -uh. I'm talking about the genuine renters. And we all know who the genuine renters will be because this will all be documented and you'll have work.
for every weekly rent you pay that's a percentage of investment in that house that you're renting so when your house is that house is sold you get a percentage of that uh, price in that house that way you've got your deposit that way you can go and buy yourself a new house that's the solution right there so let's say $400 a week for let's say an $800,000 house you're getting a percentage of that each week and when the landlord decides he's going to boot you out and sell it because I know many of them do boot you out and sell it and once it's sold you get the percentage of what you paid in that house there's your deposit boom got all your money back for a deposit right there that's a solution to the housing crisis now let's get on to some football and we're going to start with Thursday night the Western Bulldogs 9-17-71 as I take another sip of coffee and clear the throat 9-17-71 Sydney 9-6-60 this started all the way Thursday night we'll get to the ratings of this later Waitman 3 goals for the Bulldogs Dunkley 11 tackles English 28 hitouts. Eight clearances, Smith nine inside fifties, and for Sydney Lloyd ten rebound fifties. A lot of help from the umpires. They got thirty-one free kicks to fourteen. Even though they didn't kick straight, they only just scraped in by eleven points. For my dream team, Bailey Dale got eighty-one, Oliver Florent fifty-seven for the better half, Tom Hickey sixty-six, and Lance Franklin ninety-five. For the Golden Mop, Bailey Dale twenty-seven disposals, eight clangers voted the most overrated. Bailey Smith, 32 disposals, 7 clangers, and Joel Amati on debut, 10 disposals, 5 clangers, 0 2 free kicks. Melbourne on Friday night, 14 15 99, Essendon 10 10 70. Melbourne, Oliver, 38 disposals, 15 inside 50s, 8 clearances, Brayshaw, 20 mark, pardon me, Essendon, Ridley, 8 rebound 50s. For myself, Clayton Oliver. 117 fantasy points. Max Gorn, 101 for the better half. Dyson Heppel, 93. Peter Wright, 71. The most overrated player, Clayton Oliver, despite his 38 disposals, 15 inside 50s and 8 clearances. Eight of those disposals were useless. Eight clangers, 1-3 on the free kick count. So stats do lie. Ed Langdon, 31 disposals, 6 clangers. And James Stewart, 8 disposals, 5 clangers. The upset of the week came at the showdown. Adelaide, 15-6-96. Port Adelaide, 13-14-92. 21 shots, 2-27. Lost on the last kick. For Adelaide, Laird, 31 disposals. Keys, 11 clearances. He's having a blind after winning the most overrated last year. Port Adelaide, Marshall, 5 goals. And Boak, 7 inside 50s. Ned McHenry, 45 for me. And for the better half, Dan Houston, 68. Ryan Burton, 71. We both had Sam Skinner on 33. For the most overrated, Darcy Byrne-Jones, 20 disposals, 7 clangers, 2-4 free kicks. Carl Amon, 22 disposals and 6 clangers. And Rory Laird, 32 disposals and 6 clangers. GWS in a ball fest, 12-11-83. And 4,000 people actually endured that ball fest. Gold Coast, 8 9 57. For GWS, Taranto, 36 disposals. Candiglio, 10 clearances. Whitfield, 8 marks. Pruce, 34 hitouts. And for the Gold Coast, Rowell, 13 tackles. I had Lockie Whitfield in fantasy football on 91. Matt Rowell on 87. The better half had Jack Lacocious on 66. And Joshua Kelly on 89. 
Despite 30-odd disposals, Tim Taranto, the most overrated, three disposals, 12 clangers. 12 clangers. One and five on the free kick count. Lachlan Weller, 21 disposals, seven clangers. And Jared Witts, nine disposals, five clangers, and zero four on the free kick count. Getting close to one of the worst of the week. Collingwood, 13, 13, 91. Geelong, 16, 8, 104. A 37-point lead in the third quarter. Beaten on sheer arrogance. Collingwood, Adams, 30 disposals. Crisp, 8 inside 50s. Geelong, Cameron, 6 goals and 9 marks. And Stewart, 14 rebound 50s. I had Brody Grody on 99 in fantasy football. The better half, Joden Degoe on 81. We both had Sam De Koning on 32 Nick Dacos, 89. But Brody Grundy got the most overrated player. 20 disposals, 8 clangers. Tom Stewart, 29 disposals, 8 clangers. And Jamie Elliott, 26 disposals, 7 clangers. And 0 and 3 free kicks. Brisbane. Oh, dear me, we haven't mentioned Brisbane. We're going to. 23, 18, 156 to North Melbourne, 7, 6, 48. The equal 12th highest score for Brisbane in history. Fifth biggest winning margin in history. Equal fifth most scoring shots in history. McCarthy, five goals. Lions, nine inside 50s. And for North Melbourne, Simpkin, 31 disposals. And Zeri, 25 hitouts. For myself in the fantasy football, Jared Lyons, 122 fantasy points. And for the better half, Zach Bailey, 92. And for both of us, Jason Horn Francis on 67. Is he the probably the most under uh, overrated number one pick in the history of the game? Jason Horn Francis. The media love him. I look on social media and they say he's having an outstanding game. He is just setting the game on fire. This, this, that, and the other. The most overrated number one pick in the history of the game has to be Jason Horn Francis. And that is saying something right now. He has done bugger all for his price and for his standing as the number one draft pick in the game. Aaron Hall, 25 disposals, 7 clangers, the most overrated on ground. Jai Simpkin, 31 disposals, 7 clangers. Hugh Greenwood, 19 disposals and 6 clangers. Carlton got out of jail. 11.874 to Hawthorne, 11.773. for the first time since 2012, Carlton R. And the stats say if you're unbeaten after three rounds, you have an 88% chance of making it to the finals. Dodgerty, 33 disposals, 13 marks. Cripps, 11 tackles. And for Hawthorne, Jayath, 11 rebound 50s. I had Tom Mitchell in fantasy football on 87 points. For the Golden Mop, most overrated, Jack Silvani, 14 disposals, 6 clangers, 1-3 on the free kick count, won the day. James Sicily, 24 disposals, 6 clangers, Matthew Kennedy, 30 disposals and 6 clangers. St Kilda overran and injured Richmond and one man did the damage. St Kilda, 18-9-117, Richmond, 13-6-84. Maybe Damien Hardwick should worry more about his team and his ill-discipline and the injury count rather than what's on the shelves come Easter weekend. For St Kilda, Max King, four goals, all in the last quarter, if you don't mind. Crouch, nine tackles, 11 clearances, steal, nine inside 50s. And for Richmond, Broad, who will look like he's pulled a hammy, and another injury, 12 marks, seven rebound 50s. I had Bradley Hill on 46, who was back to his normal disappointing self. Max King, 93. 
for the Golden Mop, Jack, uh, Jake, J, uh, Jade Gresham, 32 disposals, 7 clangers. He got three votes on the weekend by Triple M Football. He was actually the most overrated player on the ground, and that goes to show you why the Golden Mop is more accurate than media votes. Ivan Soldo, five disposals, six clangers, one and four and free kicks. How do you get more clangers than disposals? I will never know. And Marlion Pickett, who was actually nosedived his career quickly since that grand final PR debut. 16 disposals, 6 clangers, 1 and 3 on the free kick count. Yes, that's all that grand final appearance was, was a PR exercise. Finally, West Coast, 7547. Like I said, 23 changes in two weeks. Excuse me while I sip. Fremantle, 15, 12, 102. That's the lowest ever derby score for West Coast. That's one point. Uh, 23 players in two weeks they haven't been able to put in, and they only got their lowest score by one point. That's a pretty good bloody effort. Hearn, 27 disposals, 12 marks. Nat Nui, 34 hitouts. McGovern, 8 rebound, 50s. Fremantle, Tabana, 3 goals. Brayshaw, 6 inside, 50s. Brody, 8 clearances. And one scary moment when Darcy Tucker just collapsed um, on the turf. Very scary moment indeed. For the better half, Andrew Gaff, 98. Jack Redden, 69. For the golden mop, Liam Ryan, 11 disposals, 10 clangers, 0-4 on the free kicks. That has to be the most overrated of the week. Liam Ryan. Michael Walters, 17 disposals, 6 clangers. And Will Brody, 23 disposals, 6 clangers, makes up the most overrated of those three right there. Fantasy football, would you believe? Here you go. For round three, despite all our players that are out... We're not even going to bother replacing them, mind you, because it's just a joke, we found out. Round three, 1,348 for me, and for the better half, for round three, 1,347. We beat the better half by one point. Our round three ranking, 120,429 to 120,502, and the overall ranking of 112,970 to 113,948. Still a good competition, mind you, so we'll keep it up. Keep it up. We'll give you the gold mop before the TV ratings. Clayton Oliver hits the lead on six, would you believe? He's a Brownlow favourite, a media darling, but he's the most overrated player on six. Brody Grundy, a serial pest on five. Jade Gresham on five. Jai Simpkin, who's also a serial pest on four. Luke Foley on four. Let's give the TV ratings. Western Bulldogs in Sydney, we mentioned this earlier. Channel 7, 438,000 people was only rated number nine. Foxtel, 192,000 was rated number two. It was beaten by Gogglebox on free-to-air TV. A Channel 10 show beat the football on Thursday night, and that is why the Thursday night football is a failure. Melbourne versus Essendon on Channel 7, 540,000 was number five, and on Foxtel, 191,000 was number four. Adelaide and Port Adelaide, we took the 107,000, number five on Foxtel, because that was on Channel 503, 
It nosedived when the Melbourne Essendon game finished to only 60,000 on Fox footy. GWS and Gold Coast, Foxtel 134,000 was ranked number 8. Collingwood versus Geelong on Channel 7, 468,000 was ranked number 4. And on Foxtel, 198,000 was also ranked number 4. Brisbane versus North Melbourne on Foxtel was ranked 75,000, number 13. And that was beaten by the Adelaide and Fremantle AFLW preliminary final. That game was. And Carlton versus Hawthorne on Foxtel, 152,000 was number 3. St Kilda versus Richmond on Channel 7, 467,000 was number 7. On Foxtel, only 100,000, but it was on free to air, number 7. And West Coast versus Fremantle on Foxtel, 134,000 was number 4. The league average for TV viewers on uh, Channel 7 and Foxtel combined for 27 games. Only 362,500 people are watching each game on both platforms. 362,000 people. Now, I believe the crowd for this week was 345 from memory, odd thousand for the week. So the league average is just a little bit above the crowd number for this week. Okay, thank you for listening to the football. I will remind you of Better and the Better Half on all the platforms on Facebook, on Instagram at Better Half on Twitter, and especially on Patreon. If you want to get all the bets, uh, the MLB uh, futures will be up there tomorrow morning. I'm trying to work on the win totals. Hopefully I can get that done to be put up uh, by tomorrow morning. Uh, This month we are plus 30.8% in the ROI. For the 2021-22 financial year, we are plus 3.4% ROI. And the last quarter, we are plus 13.6% ROI. Thanks to, in part, Sunday's racing yesterday. We got two winners and a third from our five selections. And Sun Hyung Min, $2.30, anytime goal scorer, scored for Tottenham for the ninth time in Tottenham's last nine home games. Nine goals in Tottenham's last nine home games. Sun Hyung Min has scored. $2.30. So watch out when it comes to the 10th in a couple of weeks' time. Get on him. Like I said, the futures are up for MLB. The win totals we hope to put up. It's going to be a beauty for the win totals competition this year. It's going to be a fatal five-way. A fatal five-way. Five of us. Better in the better half. 538 and three other baseball uh, publications. We are going to be putting up our win total bets. There are rules to the bets. That is explained when you hit the link and subscribe to Better and the Better Half on Patreon. That is Better and the Better Half on Patreon. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We should be back next week or we should be back later in the week, hopefully with a NASCAR pick. We haven't had one for a while, but if the stars don't align... We don't put any money on the line. That's our motto. So we'll if we don't see you for NASCAR, we, we know we're not going to see you for golf. Looked at the Masters, just the stars didn't align. If I'd done it at like a few hours' time, it would have worked. 
it's not going to happen. So no US Masters this weekend. That's a good thing because betting with patience is the best thing to do. And that's a proven point. 30.8% 30 30 profit for this month alone. We'll see you. If we don't see you for NASCAR, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening.